You are listening to the weekly podcast of Impact Worship Center in Mableton, Georgia. We pray you enjoy today's message. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Put your hands together and bless God on this morning. Amen, amen. When I think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul, come on somebody, my soul, my soul cries out. Hallelujah. And I thank God for blessing me. Amen, amen, amen. Glory to God, glory to God. Look at y'all, Impact Worship Center. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Give yourselves a hand clap. Y'all look good this morning, Impact. And it's so good to have you in the house of the Lord on today. As you heard our bishop say, he is uh, down in Jacksonville on this morning, he and Lady T. And I just thank God for you all who did not consider it robbery to come out in the elements on today and nonetheless worship God, praise God, receive a word on this morning. Bishop reminds us every Sunday that this is not a personality-driven church, but this is a purpose-driven church. And I thank God for your commitment to ministry, and I bless God for your presence in here on this morning. Can we start with, with a moment of prayer? Father God, I thank you for this time that we have on today. Thank you for these, your people. Thank you for those who are streaming on one of our virtual platforms on this morning. Lord God, we bless your name on today. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. Allow our hearts to be able to receive a message that you have. There should be something in the word that you have for us on today, something in the praise that you have for us on today something in the worship that you have for us on today and we'll be so careful to give it all back to you in the name of jesus we say bless god thank god amen 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 we bless god for you again here for being with us on this morning our scripture reading is coming from the book of hebrews on this morning the book of hebrews And we're just going to read one verse this morning. We have it on the screens, but if you would grab your smart devices, grab your Bibles, whatever it is that you use to go to the Word of God. And we want to share this scripture reading on this morning. Hebrews 6 and 1. The Word of God says, Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God amen amen and I want to share with you the message Bible version of it because it really brings it home and makes it plain for us it says the message Bible Hebrews 6 and 1 so come on Let's leave this preschool finger painting exercise on Christ. Let it go, y'all. Let it go. And get on with the grand work of art. 
it says grow up in Christ the basic foundational truths are in place turning your back on salvation by self-help and turning toward God amen may God add a blessing to his word on this morning we believe his word is true in the name of Jesus you may be seated in his presence on today amen amen I would be remiss if I didn't thank my wife for being with us on today she is always in my corner always on my side and I bless God for you come on show her some love on today she swears she's not a first lady and I tell her I'm not a first man I'm just doing what God asked me to do amen but I bless God for her her commitment and her faithfulness and her her support each and every Sunday that we are asked to stand before you. This morning's message is entitled, The Profile of a Spiritual Champion. And Bishop has set the house in order and let us all know that he will be rendering prophetic information for us in the year of 2024 and he has declared the year of 2024 the year of more movement maturity and the manifestation of miracles so i want to let you know that we're going to be talking a little bit about maturity on this morning and growth topics are not shouting topics because they get up close and personal into your face and they challenge you in areas where you may not be ready to be challenged. And although I believe that a growth message will stretch you, I also believe that it can bless you. Amen? Look at your neighbor and say, it's time to grow. It's time to grow. It's time to grow. It is time to grow. Amen? Amen. I have this red-tailed hawk that nests high up in the trees at my house in the backyard and although I can see the nest clearly in the fall when the trees have fallen when the leaves have fallen from the trees but I have never had an opportunity to get a glimpse inside because hawks nest at the canopy of trees but I do know that when a mother hawk builds her nest she starts out with twigs and, and thorns and needles of pine and sharp twigs and sticks and even sometimes rocks to put that nest together. And it seems entirely unsuitable to me that a bird of prey would select such objects to build a nest for her young. But then she takes the nest and lines it with feathers and and fur from animals that she has killed and make a soft and comfortable place for her eggs to lay and as time goes by and her growing birds reach flying age the comfort of that nest and the benefit of mama bringing them a free meal makes them quite reluctant to leave but that's when the mother hawk starts to stir up the nest. And she starts to pluck away at the fur and the feathers and make it a little uncomfortable for those youngin in the nest. 
She starts to pull forward those sharp sticks and those branches and bring them closer and closer to the surface. And as more of the bedding gets plucked up, the nest becomes more and more unbearable for her young. Y'all see where this is going, right? I'm setting you up. I'm setting you up. Eventually, this prompts those birds to want to leave the nest. And similarly, as Christians, our Heavenly Father did not intend for us to remain babies in our salvation. Christians who remain in the baby state of salvation not only are ineffective as Christians, but you're ineffective in life. And truth be told, most often, ineffective Christians are unhappy. There's a constant and uncomfortable and unsatisfying feeling like something just isn't right or something hasn't been finished. It hasn't been completed. Something is missing. There's a void in the soul of the immature Christian that's crying out for fulfillment. Imagine, if you will, your grown self unsatisfied and feeling as if you could sleep comfortably in the bassinet or the crib that you were raised in. Imagine that because a mature Christian embraces life's experiences. They discover wiser ways to endure hardships with grace and to see the opportunities as they turn in the, the goings and comings of life. And, and whenever those pains may come, they turn them into lessons of service and lessons of healing for someone else. But the mature Christian, the mature Christian feels like, woe is me. And what is, what about me? And, and why is this happening to me? But you see, it's important, beloved, to understand that spiritual growth is the work of the Holy Spirit. And his work requires your participation. It requires each and every one of us to participate if he's going to grow us. So the discomfort of the nest will never change until that young bird takes action. And the only thing that stands between you and I and the only thing that stands between you and Christ Jesus and the only thing that stands between you and the Lord is that your willingness to take flight and have faith in God that it is possible. It's not reached by the passing of years. It's not reached by how long you've been saved. It's not reached by how long you've been attending church. It's only reached by your obedience to the will of God. And God is urging us in this season, and he's stirring up the nest to move from immaturity towards maturity. That's why some people mature, Elder Moss to an understanding and a willing of God quicker than others because they obey God more readily. When God says they move to move, they move just like that. When God says to sacrifice, they sacrifice just like that. When God says to align, they align just like that. But don't look at the others who are moving along in their maturity and wonder why you're stuck because you don't move when God says to move. And it's one thing to be a miserable sinner, but it's something altogether different to be a miserable saint. 
Pat yourself on the chest this morning and say, it's time to grow. It's time to grow. Talk to yourself. It's time to grow. It's time to grow. Romans 8 and 28 put it this way. He says, for those who he foreknew, talking about God, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. See, we've all been preordained by God. And that means that even before any one of us were here, even before we were around, God had determined that we were all to be molded into the, Christ, into the image of Christ Jesus. Now, I know you may think that it's all because of your intellect and all because of your personal decision, but it was God's unctioning. It was someone's seed sowing. It was grandma's praying that drew you to the Lord, your Lord and Savior, who you worship on today. Amen? And, and any Christian who will not let God do what he wants to do in their life will never become a spiritual champion. Yes, you've been saved by grace, and yes, you have received your salvation, but unfortunately, for too many of us, it stops right there. There should be a noticeable and distinguishable difference in your life, and that transition should take place over time. It's a continual growing. It's not a, you have given your life to Christ, and now you're grown. It doesn't work like that. The birds in the nest didn't just get up and start flying. They came out as eggs before, and then they, would, they hatched after that, and then they were nurtured after that, and then they became able to move after that, and then they got on the edge of that nest and was ready to jump off, and then they had to learn to fly, and they had to learn to hunt, and they had to learn to nurture. All those are steps in our process of life. But be clear and understand that this is not the only reason that we were saved is to receive salvation. We were saved to become the person that God wants us to be, characterized by his qualities. And what are his qualities? His qualities are the fruit of the spirit, the love and the joy and the peace and the patience, the kindness, faithfulness and long-sufferingness, the gentleness and the self-control. We are his representatives in the earth. And the Bible says clearly that God is making his appeal to the world through us. We, his people. Second Corinthians says this in 5 and 20. Therefore, pretty clearly, we are ambassadors for Christ. God is making his appeal through us. So my question to you this morning, beloved, is if God is being represented by you, would he be pleased in what you represent? Amen? See, every single one of us in this building and everyone who's viewing on any of our virtual platforms on this morning should understand and we should know that we are an important cause of the, of, we are important to the cause of Christ in the world today. We are important in that role, and each and every one of us uniquely and distinctively have different life experiences to contribute to that. And if there was ever a time in the world, if there was ever a time, and I know this world has gone through some pretty challenging things, and, and there's been some rough times and times past, but if there's ever been a time in the world, in this season, with more and more of our current generation and more of our 
next generation and more of our future generation being bombarded, being bombarded with the desire to get Christ out of their lives and the interest that they don't need God, this is that time. They're being lied to and misrepresented and shown fake news and even AI is now mimicking other folks and putting words in their mouths and saying things all to disassociate this generation and future generations from their faith. But these are some tough times that we're in. But they can also be wonderful times. They can be fabulous times because what I want you to understand on today is yes, God wants to do something for me, but he also wants to do something through me, right? He can't just bless you all the time, and left, especially if you're not blessing someone else. See, what God puts in your hand is not just for you. And in order for him to do something through me, we have to get out of his way. We, we have to trust and know that as we step up on our, our tippy toes at the edge of that nest and look way, way down to the ground, that God is with us. And even though it looks frightening up there, I have to have faith and participate in the journey. If I stay on the edge of that, of that nest or if I get back on the inside, it's going to be uncomfortable there. And it may be frightening there. But you may as well take the leap of faith. Amen? That's why they call it a faith walk. Because you take each step not necessarily knowing what the next one is going to be like, but you trust God, your Lord and Savior. Amen? So, so, so maybe if you haven't moved from that transition of immaturity saying, God, I need this, and do this for me, God, and bless me for this, God, and send this my way, God, content in the shelter of that nest, you obviously have really outgrown it, and you need to stop asking God from what, for what you need and ask God what he needs from you. Amen? Plan on being comfortable if you haven't moved from that immature state. But I know that, that God desires more for us. He desires more for you and I, and, and he's going continue, to continue to stir that nest until you grow. So perhaps that tr transition from God do this to God, what can you use me for, is where we are on today. See, God is looking for maturity and movement for the manifestation of his miracles in this season. And he can't use immature Christians to do that work. He can't use an immature Christian to, to manifest a miracle because if God manifests a miracle in an immature Christian's life, what do you think that Christian is going to do and say? Look at me. Woo, well, look what I got. Look what I, hey, I work hard. I got three jobs. Look, yeah, oh, I'm smart. You know, I'm smart. That's what it is. I, 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 I looked at the stock market and I planned for this. So God can't use an immature Christian because you're not glorifying God in the blessing. God needs to be glorified, not so that he receives the glory, but so that others can see the glory in him. Others can see the benefit. And we have moved to a season of prophetic manifestation of miracles, and you have to do your part. You have to grow up, amen? See, your life's journey, it has a great purpose. 
And any pain that you may have endured or anything that you may have suffered was part of the process to open your heart to love. It was meant for God to be able to put you in that place. And if you're still here, you have a purpose to do something what God did in your life. You have a purpose to share that with someone, to encourage someone, to build someone else up, to testify, right? You hear all the time that your trial is your testimony. And someone who doesn't know Jesus or someone who may be immature in their faith, they need to hear that. Amen? And the Bible tells us pretty, pretty clearly in Philippians 1 and 6, it says, He who began a good work, come on, preach it with me, somebody. He who began a good work in me will carry it out on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. That's the word of God, and the word of God is true. Amen? So when you have faith in God and you trust that he will grow you, it will show in your life and it will show in how you live. One of my favorite stories in the Bible is the story of the prodigal son. Because there's so many lessons tied into that story of the prodigal son. There's parenting and redemption and forgiveness, all of it's in there. There's repentance and there's gratitude and there's maturity, all of that is in there. And so it really depends on, on where you are in your walk. The story of the prodigal son when you're a 25-year-old is not going to have the same meaning of the story as the story of the prodigal son when you're in your 50s. Amen? Because you have, a, you have gone through some things and, and you have a process that you have worked out. But just real quickly, let me, let me just go real quickly over this. When that boy, when he left home, and I call him a boy on purpose, when he left home, he may have been a young man, but he wasn't acting like one. And so when he left home, he said to his father, give me. He said to his father, give me. And he said, give me what he thought he was entitled to. Give me my inheritance. Even though it wasn't time, it wasn't time yet for him to receive the inheritance, he felt entitled to it. And he said, father, give me my inheritance. And after he left, and, and just to put a little a, a, a footnote on that right there, God doesn't always get in the way of your desire for sin. Sometimes, and, and then we want to blame God for it, but sometimes exactly what you ask for is what you get. He didn't get in the way of it. He knew he wasn't ready. The father knew he wasn't ready, but he gave it to him. He gave it to him anyway, right? And that's going to help you grow, amen? I appreciate that it might. But after spending some time in the pig pen and realizing what he had at home and realizing what he walked away from, he comes to his senses and he said, you know what, this is crazy. I'm going back to my father. I'm going back to my father. And, he went, and when he went back, his father saw him coming and he goes out to meet him. And you know what he says to his father? He says, father, make me. He goes from father, give me to father, make me. Father, make me what it is you desire for me to be. And in our immature state of Christianity, we, it's okay that we're saying, Father, bless me and give me and help me and make me and, and we're so awesome and all those things. But we have to be able to move from Father, give me to Father, make me. Amen? Amen. We need to get to that make me stage instead of that give me stage. And let me just give you this one for free. Because... 
Whatever it is that you think you cannot live without, I can tell you, and I can tell you because I know, and I've experienced it, that if what you want is what God wants, God will make sure that you get it. And the good thing about how God makes sure you get what you want, if it's what he wants, is you won't have to work as hard for it. You won't have to worry about how you're going to get it. And it'll take you half the time to get what it is that you, would, that you got if you did it your own way. That's the blessings of God. And that's how he operates. And, and the word says that the, the blessings of the Lord maketh what? make it rich and it adds no sorrow unto it and so if you if what you want is what God wants he gonna make sure you have it because when you chase God blessings will chase you and 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 there's nothing that your haters can do about it nothing that the enemy can do about it God has preordained some certain things for us amen amen spiritual maturity is not knowing what to do with your whole life spiritual maturity it's just knowing what to do next. See, we want to be all grown and up and have our whole life figured out, and we ain't took the next step. Just take the next step. That's, that's what God is asking of you, not figure it out and jump 20 years ahead. And Bishop constantly reminds us that the blessings of the Lord is in the timing of the Lord, right? His timing is immaculate. His timing is always impeccable. So how many of you, you want to be spiritual champions on this morning how many of you want to oh come on i think everybody in the house myself included got some room to grow because because we're not we have not arrived amen the bible says that we have not arrived so the first thing you need to know if we want to be spiritual champions and we want to grow in our maturity the first thing you need to know is there is no microwave maturity see Many of us are saying that we want to be transformed, but we really want to be zapped, right? You want the microwave experience, but, but, but God is more like a slow cooker process. You know, you got to go through some things called process. Those things called life that God wants to grow you up in and, and help make you and mold you and shape you so that you can get, the, so you can get that edge off your shoulder, right? so that you're not so ugly in the morning. So we don't have to worry about what side of the bed you woke up on and whether or not it's going to be a good day. Amen? We don't have to tiptoe around you and be careful about You have to grow in some of those things. Amen? So there's three things, and real quickly, I want to go over three things that we must be doing to continue to grow spiritually. And there's probably a bunch of other things that we could add to this list, but I'm just going to share three, all right? And you probably already know what the first one is because we do it all the time, amen? The first one is the Word of God, amen? The Word of God is the first one. And Psalms 1, 2, and 3 helps us to understand that ye who delights in the law of the Lord and on his law meditates day and night. What does it say about that person? that they shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Their leaves won't wither, and whatever they do will prosper. 
Now, if you can't take that scripture and realize that God has something in store for you and wants to do something mighty in you, if you would just concentrate and meditate on the word. Amen? He's called us to do that. The person that is planted like a tree will prosper in everything that they do. When you know that the word of God, it, it creates a solid foundation for your life. And, and it's not just subscribing to some word of the week or daily bread. Those are okay, but those are supplemental things to your studies, right? You should study the word. You should meditate on the word. You should pray about the word and ask God to give you understanding and how to apply the principles that you're reading to your life. Amen. The Bible is the only means of, of divine development for spiritual maturity. There's no other way. It's our spiritual manna. It's, it's the blueprint of our lives. And, and I'm a techie kind of guy. I like to get in and do some things. And my wife will tell you, I'll start a project, and I promise you I won't move one inch on that thing until I took out the directions, and I've looked through them, and I've checked my parts, and I got all my tools, and I've measured and measured twice before I start that work. Why? Because the blueprints is the manual to help you get through the process. And if we're talking about process, why not go to the blueprint? Amen? That's what mature champions do. They use the blueprint. See, God will give you depth in your spirit life, and he'll give you power, and he'll give you power over temptations and strengthen your ability so that you can stand strong when you need to stand strong. But Christians who do not use the word of God will stay immature Christians. The Christian who neglects the Bible, you just simply will not mature. And the Bible tells us in Hebrews 5 and 13, he says, for everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness. Since what? He is a child. You can't live on milk alone. And what does a milk diet sound like? Right? A milk diet, oh, you're so awesome. Oh, you're so marvelous. Oh, you're so wonderful. Oh, we love you. Oh, great job. Way to go. Sounds like stuff that I was saying to my three- and four-year-old when we were bringing them up, right? But as, as they got older, we had to get in their face and be a little more confrontational and say, hey, look, here's some lessons to be learned in life. And those are all emotional affirmations, and they're okay to have, but you can't live on that alone, right? You can't just live on, oh, you're so great, and you're so wonderful, and we love you, because the meat of the word is what addresses our behavior right? It addresses how you act. It addresses what you're doing. And like I said, it's a tough message to teach because folk don't want you telling them how to, how to act. They don't want you telling them what they can and can't do. They want to receive the word, but they want to interpret it the way that they want it interpreted, how it fits their lifestyle, how it fits what they're doing so you can still go on out to the club on Saturday night and show up on Sunday morning and think that your worship is still going to be received by God. Amen? It doesn't work like that. So when God is challenging you and getting in your face, it's time to grow when he's addressing your behavior because we need behaviors to change. Amen? 
So no matter what you're going through in life, there's always going to be a scripture that you can find in the word of God that's going to strengthen you, that's going to give you wisdom, and it's going to give you direction. Amen? It's what gives you direction. So number one, we need the word to be spiritual champions. The second one we need, second thing that we need is prayer. Come on, somebody. Who preaching with me over there? Preach with me. Preach with me, sister. You need prayer because prayer is our communication opportunity with God, right? The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 17, three words. I love it. Never stop praying. That means pray about everything. Pray about the big things. Pray about the little things. Pray about the humongous things. Pray about things you don't want in your life, things you do want in your life, things you want out of your life. Pray about everything. Prayer is part of the process. It's how we communicate with God. And guess what? The process produces the product. If you go through the process, you won't be disappointed with the product because prayer helps produce the product. And if you don't like the product, you might want to take a look back because whatever went into the product is what you're responsible for, amen? We can't blame everybody else for how we turn out because whatever we go through, we go through with our own understanding. Continual prayer is, is our communication portal. It's what transports us to being in the will of God and understanding what he wants for us. And it's not a perfect, it's not a perf something you'll ever perfect. I've, I've been praying for so long in my life, and I never pray the same, ever. And I never feel like I prayed enough. But most pastors will tell you that, so um, they, they want to keep on praying and praying and praying. But my point is, your prayer is just your, you talking to God. But not just, hey, God, this is what I want, this is what I need. Hey, God, thank you in Jesus' name, amen. Because it's a conversation. If I ever had a one-way conversation with my wife, Lord knows, y'all who know her, that I'd be showing up in here with all kinds of hot Latina lashes all over my body. Because she's not going to put up with that. Why? Because we're in relationship. And relationship means that we communicate together, amen? So in every situation, present your request to God and the peace of God. What does that word say? The peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and it'll guard your minds. Amen? Amen. So we need the word. We need prayer. And the third thing, Bishop was all in my sermon this morning. He didn't even know. We didn't talk about it. He just asked me what I was going to be preaching on. I said maturity. And he's like, you know, Elder Wayne, I got this. And he started rattling him off. I was like, Bishop. And then he goes and puts it in a video. <laughs> but that's good. You know what? That's the prophetic. And that's what God is doing in us and through us. It means that we are aligned. It means that I'm in alignment with what the house has set in order. And that's where we need everybody to be. That's where we need everybody to be. So the third thing is fellowship. He's already talked about fellowship. I really don't have a whole lot more to say about it if you paid attention to the video. If you didn't, go stream it when you're home. Uh, but Hebrews 10 and 25, it says this. Not giving up meeting together. as some of y'all are in the habit of doing. 
says, never stop. But some of y'all get in the habit of not wanting to fellowship. We fellowship when we come to church. We encourage one another all the more as you see the day approaching. We are here. You, you're not just here to receive something. You're here to give something. You're here to offer something. It's an essential part of worship. And it's very meaning, the very meaning of the word fellowship is to pray, to worship, to praise, to encourage each other to grow in Christ. See, God has given us a special gift, each one of us different gifts, each one of us different talents, each one of us different skills. And guess what? When we all come together, we are what? A body. We're a body. And, and the world doesn't just need to see us go to church. It needs to see us function in the likeness of Christ, right? Because if we're just going to church and then we go on out into the world and, you know, we slip and slide and might have a foot over back in there and, and come back, they don't, one of the reasons why they have a hard time believing what we say as gospel is because of our own behavior, our own actions. So we have a responsibility for this, with this. But if we are growing in Christ, we, we're able to build those relationships with one another, strengthen one another, build friends. Because when a person joins a church, they don't just join the local church because it's the good thing to do. It's a good habit to have. They join the church because it's an expression of what Christ made him, which is a part of the body, right? And so you come here after you have joined to be a part of the body. Now, don't be a dead part of the body, right? Because we need your part to operate. If I was up here on one leg, I'd be wondering what this other leg is doing. And you might be that other leg. We need that part of the body. Amen? So come on, get with us and, and start. Let's do this work of kingdom building and soul saving together. Amen? Because a spiritual champion worships God in fellowship. We worship God in prayer. And we worship God in the word. Amen? Amen. And, I, and I'm going to conclude right along through here, Brother Randy, so you can bring me in. Because I want you guys to know that you're going to be growing your whole life. Your whole life is about growth. No matter what you do for a living, no matter what stage in life that you are in, you're going to be growing. In fact, when you stop growing, you're probably going to stop living because you're not being challenged. This is not just something where you arrive and, and where you're, when you receive salvation you're done the apostle paul said it best in philippians 3 he says i have not arrived but yet i press on toward the goal for the prize which is the upward call of god in christ jesus and paul is telling us that as christians that we need to be able to do what god has called us to do he's saying he hasn't gone to heaven yet and he has not reached the ultimate that christ desires for him and that's what we're supposed to do. The spiritual proof of our maturity is not how perfect you are, but it's recognizing your imperfections and working on those and having others around you to support and undergird you in those areas where you feel that you need to be spiritually lifted up. That's the awareness that opens the door for grace. So 
I want to encourage each of us to make every effort to add to our faith goodness and to goodness knowledge and add to your knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and add to your perseverance godliness and to godliness mutual affection and add to your mutual affection love for one another amen see the world needs us more now than it ever has and i know that the challenges of this world's past is not any more minimized but there's a desperation right now where we need to be in christ jesus amen so if you don't know where your life is going you're probably going to end up somewhere else if you don't know where your life is going you have no plan and without a plan you have no destination but there's one thing I can tell you for certain and that is Christ knows the plans that he has for you and those plans are for your good amen come on stand to your feet if if you believe the word on this morning and put your hands together as we bless God for what we have received on this morning we thank God for the opportunity to be able to receive his word on this morning and elder Moss if you would prepare your hearts to pray I believe that there's not a person in this church who feels that they have arrived and I believe if we come together for this moment of prayer receive the prayer of the house that the house will be edified and I offer you that opportunity to come to the altar right now from wherever you are all over the building come on make your way up none of us are perfect none of us are without blemish we've all come short of the glory of God and we all need him to be able to mature in the way that he have desired for us to be that has went forth today Lord God in the name of Jesus so Father God in the name of Jesus Lord God those who have come to this altar Lord God and all around the building Lord God let us grow up in you Lord God in the name of Jesus let us mature in you Lord God in the name of Jesus where the world can see the light that's within us Lord God and we can draw men unto you Lord God in the name of Jesus let us grow up Lord God that we can be everything we, we, we can be for our family Lord God in the name of Jesus and that we can go out Lord God and be that rock Lord God in the name of Jesus Lord God that the world so desperately need Lord God so cover your people Lord God strengthen them Lord God in the name of Jesus Lord God let them put all, ch all childless things behind Lord God and as they go home today Lord God let them take an inward look Lord God of who they are in you Lord God and the things that do not correspond with you Lord God let them process out Lord God in the name of Jesus Lord God that they can be that champion for you Lord God in the name of Jesus to be mature in you Lord God in the name of Jesus to learn how to fight the good fight of faith Lord God in the name of Jesus Lord God 
and how to move, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, and decree and declare for their family, Lord God, what thus said the Lord, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, and they know how to turn every situation, Lord God, that they may be facing, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, through prayer, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, and through the word, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, and so God, we thank you right now, Lord God, we thank maturing your people today, Lord God. We thank you right now, Lord God, that they are leading the meat of the world, Lord God, and putting all countless things. We no longer want milk, Lord God, but we want the bread. We want the word of life. We want you, Jesus. We want you, Jesus. We want you, Jesus, to move in us, Lord God, and the Holy Spirit, and the word of God say, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world, Lord God. And as we listen to your spirit, let us grow in you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. And we say, bless God, thank God, amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah, what a powerful prayer on this morning. Bless God for you, Elder Moss, in the name of Jesus. As you return to your seats on this morning. Pat yourself on the chest, pat a neighbor on the chest, tell him, time to grow, it's time to grow. of our worship experience and we thank God for each and every one of you for remaining here with us on this morning. If you need an offering envelope, please raise your hand. Our ushers are making their way through the aisles right now and they will provide one to you. For those of you who are streaming our virtual platforms on this morning, please do not sign off until you go to one of our giving opportunities. We have four opportunities for you to be able to give on today. You can use our Givelify, our Givelify app. Uh, go to givelify.com 
and it's an easy and simple way to give. Look for Impact Worship Center, and we'll be a, you'll be able to provide and share your, your, your seed, your tithe, uh, or, or sow a seed in Impact Worship Center. Our, one of our newer platforms is, is Zelle. You can go to Zelle Impact Giving at impactwc.org, and you can return your gift there. And we also still use text to give uh, You can t- text IWC Tithe or IWC Give uh, with to this number on the screen. It's 28950. And then, of course, uh, you can go to our website, impactwc.org, and you can return your tithe, uh, give an offering, and sow a seed in that area as well. Amen. For those of you who would like to use our electronic debit credit card on this morning, uh, to your right, we have Miss Anita Hollis to the back of the sanctuary and she would be able to assist you and giving electronically on this morning amen amen and we know how we do here at impact i bless i bless god for you all because you're so you're so already on point with what pastor is doing here and so we don't we don't rob god we're a well-taught church in terms of giving and when it's time to give we know that that our tithe is is 10 percent of our gross income and then a seed is uh, our our offering is above and beyond our tithe and then a seed that we sow into fertile ground which we believe uh that this church is so i bless god for each and every one of you for the opportunity to give uh, deacon anwar if you would come on forward and we would bless god if everyone would please stand right where you are and if you have given electronically i encourage you to walk forward if you have an offering envelope Whatever method you have used to give on this morning, we want you all to kind of just walk around and uh, touch the basket. So please do that now. Please do that now. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.